From WERA 96.7 in Arlington, this is Formative Tracks, the show where we sit down with D.C. area musicians to talk about the top five songs that made them who they are. I'm Eliza Burkhan. Today we've got Abby Rashid of alt-country outfit Abby Rashid and the Sundry Collective in the studio. Welcome, Abby. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure. So you're a solo singer-songwriter primarily who recently formed this quintet. Tell me a little bit about the Sundry Collective and how long it's uh, been around. So I met the guys that I play with um, at George Mason University a few years ago, and we've been playing together for a couple years now, but we just started to really be a band, I think, the beginning of 2019. So. Oh, so it's it's pretty darn new. You're like less than a year old. Sort of, yeah. We play some of the same songs that we've been playing and some new stuff, but we play now with a full drum kit. We play electric instruments sometimes. And um, so I feel like our project has gotten bigger definitely this year. Okay. And, it, um, and as I mentioned, it sounds sort of alt country to me. I mean, how do you guys describe your sound and what, what sound are you going for? Um, it's always interesting to me to try to describe a genre. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I say folk rock, um, but... Whatever, whatever you think it is, <laughs> that sounds good. But usually I do say folk rock. Um, well, I mean, you've got some mandolin in there. So, right. yeah, it pulls in sort of like a folk or almost like a bluegrassy element. It reminds me of home. <laughs> reminds you of home. Okay, so where are you from? I'm from Stanton, Virginia. Okay. Now, so, I don't know if I could find that on a map. Right. So it's a small town um, kind of near Harrisonburg is what I tell people. Okay. Um, and... Uh, I just I spent a lot of time around the mountains and outside and around a lot of other people, a, a lot of other people who play uh, similar music to me. OK, I guess like kind of folk rock music. I grew up listening to that. And when I came up here, I kind of thought, wow, there aren't any folk bands around here. What am I going to do? Who am I going to play with? But mm-hmm. lately I've been discovering that there actually are. Okay, so where um, so, have you discovered these these like secret um, folk bands? Well, I haven't played with a lot of them yet, but um, I look at lineups a lot at local venues, and it looks like there are a lot of people who play similar music, so um, there are a lot of people I want to reach out to soon. I won't say specifically who, but <laughs> be on the lookout. <laughs> um, and where do you live now? Are you in D.C. proper? or I live in Vienna. Okay, so, so closer in than, than where right. you grew up, for right. sure. Definitely. Um, and when did you start playing guitar? I started playing guitar when I was in elementary school. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, I did it on and off for a long time because I wasn't super disciplined when I was five. Well, um. I'm not quite sure who is. Um, and right. are you self-taught or did you do a lot of lessons and whatnot? I took lessons from a couple people um, and I took lessons from a songwriter when I got a little bit older okay, and it made me want to start performing. So when I was 14, I started doing open mic nights. Wow. That's pretty young. That helped a lot. And were you doing mainly covers at that point or writing your own material? I was doing mainly covers. Okay. So, um, I started writing a little bit, but I think I didn't perform a song I wrote until I was 16. Oh, you um, waited to the ripe old age of 16 for that. To, right. <laughs> Sometimes, even still, when I write songs, it takes me a while to want to play them out. Okay. Like, I have I have a bunch of songs that I haven't shared with people yet, 
they're just still sitting in my room waiting. Like percolating. <laughs> right. Um, so tell me about the song Broken Furniture because I wanted to play a little bit of, of that. So the song Broken Furniture um, is kind of about miscommunication. Um, one time I was sitting on a dock in South Carolina and I heard these two people in a boat having an argument and I wasn't trying to listen to what they were saying, but it kind of seemed like um, it was over something silly that if they just listened to each other about, it would be okay. And I started thinking about other silly arguments that people have, like in their houses over broken appliances and stuff in your house that just breaks. And sometimes when things break, it seems like everything is breaking all at once. Mm -hmm. And... I couldn't call it broken appliances because that doesn't sound good. Uh, I mean, it, it, it would have worked. <laughs> it might have been a different sounding song. Um, so. Okay, well, let's hear a little of Broken Furniture. about the band so your only release thus far is hassle in the castle right so okay. that's one of our newer songs okay and it sounds sort of um a little grittier a little saucier than broken furniture i mean is your sound evolving or are you sort of just do different things with each project that you're in i think that our sound is evolving a little bit because um one reason is because i started playing electric guitar last summer mm. so that's been fun yeah and um it's caused me to write 
things that sound different than I write on my acoustic guitar. Sure. So I definitely like to switch between the two of them now. Um, and I feel like I wrote some of Hassle in the Castle on an electric guitar, but I definitely prefer to play that song on my electric guitar and with a full band than acoustic now. Yeah. So. And, and where does the title come from? I mean, it's a, it's a great title. So one of my bandmates um, helps me name some of my songs sometimes. Okay. Jack, he named Hassle in the Castle with me. Um, we were looking at Scooby-Doo episode <laughs> titles. Um, <laughs> and it kind of fit the song. It's supposed to be kind of a spooky song, okay. I guess. Um, so it's definitely the spookiest song that we have. And it's about living with strangers. Oh. So... Uh- at what age and in what context? It's not as weird as, as it sounded when I said it, but living with, with random roommates. Or, okay, from or, like like Craigslist or something. Exactly, and, yeah. Okay. So living in an apartment with three or four people you've never met, and they don't know each other either. So yeah. nobody knows each other. Everyone kind of keeps to themselves. Um, and the expectations that I had before I went in uh, to living with these random people kind of... Uh, influence the lyrics of the song. So this is a, a story from your life. Like you're currently living with people who were strangers and it's a little bit of a hassle. Is that right? I don't currently live with strangers, but I did. I did for a little bit and okay. it was an interesting experience. I'm glad I did it. Did you have to label your food in the refrigerator and all that fun stuff? I I didn't. I okay. It did get moved though pretty often. Yeah. But that, I remember that being a, a real obstacle of of shared living with people who weren't really your friends. Oh yeah, and then yeah. people leaving things in the fridge for I don't know. Six yeah, no one would and... want to clean, and I mean it is a hassle. Yeah, but I I don't know if I would call any place that I ever lived um, with strangers or with friends a castle. Right. But perhaps you. <laughs> no. I did you're, live in the, on the top. I lived on the top floor. Okay, like so a... that, that, that that really that really does work. Okay, let's hear a little of hassle in the castle.
And what are you going to be playing for us today in the studio? I'm going to play a song called Armadillo that Jack also helped me name. I didn't have a title for it at first. Um, it's one of our newer songs. And it is about reflecting on past friendships, um, or I guess relationships, and thinking about why maybe you don't keep up with those people anymore and what you may have done wrong if there was a conflict um, because I think sometimes if there is a conflict that sort of ends a friendship or a relationship you think about what that person did to you and or people and how awful it was but uh, I think it's important to think about what you also could have done differently and how you could have communicated better um, this is also sort of I guess about experiences that I've had and um, I, I can think of a, a situation where I should have communicated my feelings better to people. Um, like when my mental health wasn't great, mm-hmm. I could have told some of my friends in a better way mm-hmm. instead of just um, keeping to myself. Yeah. So. Well, remind me what an armadillo looks like. I mean, that's it's like a little... It's that animal that looks like it has a body of armor, kind of. I mean, I can picture, like, an illustration. I can't even right. really picture. Like, I need to, like, hop on my phone and look. I mean, is, Me is it, like, the structure <laughs> of the animal that made um, your bandmate uh, give it that name? Or, like, how does the the animal relate to the context? I really, I really need to ask Jack because he came up with it immediately. So it must. Okay, so it we, must mean something. Because yeah, if you, if you had his digits, we could call him right now and, and, right. and, and get him on the line. But um, yeah, uh, we'll we'll do some googling and we'll we'll figure that out. But uh, let's hear armadillo now. I am 
hide under my covers. Tell us a little bit about your other projects because you you do your sort of solo singer songwriter stuff. Then you've got the Sundry Collective, and I think you're in another band or two, or maybe there's some overlap with some members of Sundry Collective and other DC bands. Well, I just started playing with another band called Space and Time, and they are really fun to play with. Um, I think there are eight of us right now, so it's a Ooh, lot of people. That's pretty big, yeah. And I'm learning a lot. Um, it's a lot more improvisation and jammy music that I've played before so um it it's definitely making me practice a lot more yeah which is great um because it's so if different you, from like, my music if you like practicing oh one yeah of those rare people who enjoys practicing yeah and and I am trying to be a couple cups of coffee helps me do that for sure it's a good trick <laughs> yeah so um they're great I'm glad I'm playing with them and I've occasionally played with a band called Lake Anna um that is a band that my friend John Longbottom made. It's his songs, and Jack, who plays in my band, also plays in that band. So, okay. um, got it. Yeah, I've just played with them a couple times, but um, I also like to go see them a lot. So, and is that name for the man-made lake in Reston? You know, like the little. Reston, that's either Lake Anne or Lake Anna. I forget. I get them confused. Cause I do, too. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, I was just curious if it was like a Reston band and it was named for. Oh, yeah. Um, now I can't remember the name of the person who Reston is named after. It's like R-E-S town. It's like uh, his initials are R-E-S. Anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. So let's uh, move to your top five songs. All right. One of the songs you picked uh, is If I Were by Vashti Bunyan who um, released that particular album, I think, in 2005, even though her debut album was way back in, like, 1970. Right. Um, but what attracted you to that particular song? The first time I heard this song, I listened to it about five times in a row. Ooh. Um, 
which I don't do all the time. Um, I try not to get tired of songs super fast. Uh, I mean, I'm not tired of this song, but sometimes I'm still a little bit afraid if I listen to something too much, it'll wear out. But I guess that's not a bad thing. Um, but she just has such a unique voice and the songs are so interesting. Um, and I know a lot of people probably know her older stuff better. Um, and she's known for being, um, a freak folk musician or Mm -hmm. psychedelic folk, Mm -hmm. which is really cool because she inspired people like Joanna Newsom or Animal Collective. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I just, I really like the songwriting because I feel like there's always something slightly unexpected in it. Um, Like it sounds like folk music, but then there's something not off, but something very interesting about it. It makes it kind of quirky. So is that something you feel like exists or is inherent in your own music? Like a little bit of a a quirkiness? Um, That, I, I hope so. I hope there's something kind of interesting in it. Um, I I try to write songs that I don't mind playing over and over. So Right. I mean, that would be helpful right. if you're going to gig regularly. Yeah, right. so you sort of have to find ways to keep it interesting, either like lyrically or sonically or, or maybe like changing up who's playing with you or something like that. Right, and especially in my band, um, sometimes our songs will have a little part in them that I think the guys in my band like because I'll look over and they might be smiling during a certain part or maybe they'll dance a little bit and that's fun. Right. But I know that they like it too. So your second song is Piazza, New York Catcher, which I guess is an ode to um, former Mets catcher Mike Piazza, who apparently is beloved by some members of Bell and Sebastian. Um, are you a huge Mets fan? What what drew you to this song? I actually know pretty much nothing about baseball, so I know. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm personally with you on that, but um, hopefully my husband's not listening because he's he's like a diehard Mets fan. But anyway, right. go ahead. Um, so I'm not I'm not going to pretend to know baseball, but I <laughs> I really really like this song. Um, it it makes me cry a lot when I listen to it, which is crazy when a song can do that over and over um hasn't lost uh that for me um and there's even this part in the song that says something about um you tell about the saddest book you've ever read and it always makes you cry and oh the the actual lyrics in the song okay yeah and is that the part that makes you cry or what is it about this song that um, leads to tears it's just uh just how the song sounds, and I think the time that I heard it, too. Um, so it it's kind of nostalgic. So it's just like at a pivotal time in your life? Mm-hmm. I, I heard it when I was an early teenager, and I was discovering a lot of indie bands at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I, w- I used to lie on my bedroom floor a lot when I was in middle school and high school and just listen to music for hours. And I would listen to a lot of Belle and Sebastian. And yeah. I don't know. I just heard this song and I want to be able to write things sometimes that make people feel a lot of emotion. So I sure. think it's cool that they could do that for me. Sure. Um, OK, so it's kind of spoke to you in your like angsty teen years or sort of like, what is it Definitely. all about? Who am I? Type of, yes. <laughs> right. Yes. I think we've all been there, especially like lying on our bedroom floor. So you also picked Are You Here by Corinne Bailey Ray. 
And um, I think you said that her songwriting influenced you when you started writing music, which would have also been in your early teen years, right? You said right. you started performing your own stuff around age 16 or so? Yes. And before that, I would cover songs a lot. And I used to cover, try to cover her songs. Um, she was one of the first people whose songs I covered. So um, it definitely influenced me a lot. I know that we play really different music. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also got me interested in playing jazz-like stuff, learning okay. some uh, jazz guitar a little bit. So, so you're just talking about like the chords that you pick and right putting like chord extensions on things and right thing. got because I remember hearing that and thinking oh my goodness that is so cool yeah I don't I don't listen to anything else like that so yeah um, um and why this song specifically I really like how it builds yeah and it's it's a really passionate song um I think it might be about loving someone really passionately or something and I don't write or I haven't written a lot of love songs so I can appreciate other people's love songs. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I want to write a song that, that can build like that too sometime. And this is another song that I definitely listened to while lying on my bedroom floor a lot. So Got it. Yeah, I mean, it starts off very subtle and soft, but it kind of takes like an almost psychedelic turn at what, you know, like it, as you were saying, it really builds, but I didn't see that coming. Like I thought like, oh, the song's almost over. And I'm like, oh, what's happening now? Right. Like, it's kind of like a release at the end. So your next song was Don't Ask Me To Explain by Of Montreal. Um, Sort of a an, an indie pop band from the 90s that still performs today that you love seeing live, I think Yes, you said, right? I do. So why do you sure. enjoy seeing them live? Um, well, they... They just put on the best shows. There's, um, like, performance art. It's really cool. A lot of costumes. Um, a lot of really different songs, too. Of Montreal's music has really evolved, and I really appreciate how the music's evolved, but it's all good and all so different. It's not like, oh, well, I don't like their music anymore. It doesn't sound like it did in 1997 yeah. it's, right. it's still really good all of it um, and I just listen to it during different times like I might want to listen to the Cherry Peel album um, I don't know early in the morning when I have to drive somewhere or, I don't know but I might listen to one of their newer albums at nighttime when I have a lot of people over <laughs> so, so has their music gotten uh, sort of like more dancey and fun in recent years then um, I don't want to say more fun but I think more dancey, definitely. Uh, but yeah, they're definitely my favorite band to see live and also definitely one of my favorite bands. And yeah, Kevin Barnes is a really great songwriter and uh, their music really inspires me to make whatever I'm feeling um, and just be just be real with my music, not try to imitate anything else. Um, just make what comes out naturally, but also to let my music evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you said they remind you to keep being yourself in songwriting. Is that more of like a, uh, when it comes to lyric writing, or how do you feel, like in what ways do you feel like you're not being authentic to yourself? Um, I think that it uh, can be easy to think 
that you need to write um, something that a certain group of people want to hear or something that other people want to hear. But I think when you have that in mind, it's harder to write. Um, and it's easier to write when you just think, I'm just writing what I want to write um, more for yourself, I guess. Sure. And um, other people will see that you really wanted to write that and see that it's authentic. Um, you're not just trying to, I guess, please other people in your writing. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain type of, certain um, amount of irony in the fact that, like, if you want people to listen to your music, you have to write it for yourself rather than for them. Right. You know what I mean? Because I think people really respond, as you're saying, to authenticity. And for some reason, even if you're writing about your own experience, it's more relatable than if you're not. Your final song is Heavy Storm by First Aid Kit. So tell me what appealed to you about this tune. Um, First Aid Kit is a band that I've liked for a long time. Um, the they're, they're sisters, which is really cool. I'm really close to my sister. We're not in a band together. Not yet. Um, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's coming. First, I have to teach her an instrument. Does she um, sing or hum? Yeah, she or can. Yeah. yeah. I'm one of the only people she'll sing for, and I feel honored. Um, but so just I think like, it's... Just sneak a recording device into right. your next yeah, <laughs> hangout session. So I think it's cool that they're sisters and they're in a band together. Um, but also, well, I've gotten to see them a couple times live, and it's really cool how... Um, I mean, I know a lot of bands do this, but they play acoustic guitars and they play electric guitars and they can do both and it works and their sound um has inspired my songwriting a lot um like if I could ever play a show with them that would be like a dream <laughs> for me um I used uh one of their albums as a reference album when I was um trying to do some recording a couple years ago so 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 go into that a minute. What what do you mean reference album? Do you mean like okay they opened with a ballad, so I'm gonna open with the ballad, and then they came out with a bang on track two, or like what? what no, it's more like um like I use some of their songs as reference tracks for how I wanted my recordings to sound. Oh, and I know right. Okay, so like I, in emails to the sound engineer or something like that. Like yeah, and I know I'm that it's for? it's um yeah I know I don't write the same kind of music that they write, but a few years ago. I definitely wanted to. Um, and now I'm sort of trying to figure out exactly what sound I'm going for. It's definitely different than um, the album from this, from this song's album. But uh, they still inspire my songwriting, even though I'm not going for this exact sound anymore, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Well, that's it for us here on Formative Tracks. I'd like to thank Abby Rashid for joining us in the studio today. And uh, where can folks find your stuff online? You can find us on Facebook, and you can find us on Instagram and YouTube and Bandcamp. Okay, just look so. for Abby Rashid and the Sundry Collective. Yes. Um, Instagram is Abby and Sundry, and then the other thing should be Abby Rashid and the Sundry Collective. Well, thank you for listening, and be sure to follow us on social media at Formative Tracks. Hear music from this episode on the Formative Tracks Spotify playlist. Catch up on archived episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And tune in next week when we sit down with another D.C. area musician to talk about the top five songs that made them who they are. 